Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Views from the Bridge, sponsored by BGNFM, Roughneck Scarves, and Golden Gold Press. I am your host, as sometimes, uh, Adam Valala, and we are joined by our usual gang of suspects. Uh, first, Justin Ashcraft, who I have not introduced first, so there you go. I feel very special this week, thanks. No worries, no worries, no worries. Second, uh, he really can't stop talking before we uh, we actually start recording this, so I'll let him talk now. It's Paul Katrina Jr., who is sick again. Uh, Paul, you have the immune system of the Colorado Rapids backline. <laughs> That's the most accurate statement I've heard all day right. long. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, really Yeah, it's fine. It's cool. Uh, I hope you feel better on an unrelated note. Thanks, man. It's a stomach bug. It'll be gone in a couple days. But for now, I'd be sick. Yeah. Uh, Well, second to last, usually last, but not certainly least, but second to last this week. Uh, It's Chuck Booth. What's up? Hey. (laughs) Solid (laughs) tech intro. Every week. I don't know what to say for these things. And, uh, I know. Ooh, there's a new person, right? That's crazy. You you might know him as one of the one of the OGs. Uh, you might know him as John. You, Parcero. It's uh, it's John Zapata. What's up, brother? What's up, Parceros? What's going on? Thank you so much for having me on, guys. For real, it's a pleasure. Absolutely. Um, hey man, real quick before we get into like talking about your first place Philadelphia Union, uh, where can people Hell find yeah. you? Yeah, guys. So on Twitter, I'm heavily on there, El Parcero Philly. And on Instagram, same thing, uh, L underscore Parcero underscore Philly. And I'm also on YouTube, same thing, El Parcero Philly, covering the union every week as well, just like you guys. So definitely check me out on all those uh, avenues of social media. Yeah, if you if you want enthusiastic coverage of this team, someone who actually puts genuine <laughs> hard and effort into their craft, it's this guy. Thank okay. you so much, guys. That's the Colombian in me. If you know a Colombian, we are fucking bashish fuck. <laughs> um i guess we have two pieces of news to talk about one being uh the Derek jones trade Mm. y'all we get one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars on january 1st from cash money homie nashville sc mls franchise well the fake is for a guy who's for a team from a team that doesn't exist yet yeah uh that team that doesn't exist yet uh, gets to try him out in a different form uh, for about a year. So uh, Derek Jones loaned to Nashville's USL club and will be uh, <laughs> added to the MLS roster at the beginning of next. I don't really know how that works, like um, officially. But so basically, what what happens is every like every team that comes from USL or any lower league has to re-sign all of their players to MLS contracts. So what the union did was surrender their MLS rights to Derek Jones for that year when Nashville comes to MLS for the 175000 But right now they're just sending him on loan because that's the only thing that they can legally do this year. This is just crazy that we have to go into that much detail to explain a contract maneuver. Welcome like, to MLS, guys. Not that we... <laughs> so someone, who, someone who has played less than 20 minutes this entire MLS campaign. So exactly. 
So one thing, guys, like I always like to connect the uni to like other Philadelphia sports, and this to me feels like a Marcus Smith, a Markel Fultz. Like I, for one, had like expectations for Derek Jones, and like I expected him, I expected him to be the starting left shuttle midfielder at the beginning of the season, and then just it just never panned out. And you know, best of luck, honestly, best of luck to Derek Jones. I hope he does play well in Nashville, and you know, hopefully that they do want to sign him on, but. It just it just feels like it feels like a bust. Mm. Um, all intents and purposes. Speaking of BGN.fm, uh, I talked to to Davey over at Speedway Soccer Pod about Derek Jones, their their new acquisition. And for all intents and purposes, uh, they really need a guy that can play his position, that can close down a game. And it, it feels like they're he's one of those guys that they want to bring on to the MLS team. So I think. Um, he'll get a chance to audition. He'll definitely get some minutes. Um, they have Matt Lagrassa and Liba Meloto down there, which are, are two guys that'll be nice to kind of mentor him. Um, but yeah, like John, like you said, I'm looking at an original Bethlehem steel scarf that's signed by all those guys, which means that Jonesy is on there. And it's like a weird, like, uh, sentimental thing to see a guy like that leave the club in a way where it's like, he was the first guy to come up through the Academy and then the Bethlehem and then to the first exactly. team, you know, he grew up um, with us. It's like shades of Zach Pfeffer all over again. Oh, um, no, Jonesy's actually good and, like, won't retire and go to college again. Well, like, yeah, but you kind of – you hope that Derek Jones has a much longer career than I think Pfeffer's. he was. But, yeah, so do I. I think the kid absolutely deserves minutes, but mm-hmm. he just never found himself in a, in a opportunity that worked well for him. I think – with Nashville gonna basically having such a wide open roster going into their MLS campaign, he'll find a way to work himself onto the field somehow, some way. And does he now? It's just something I saw on Twitter. Did he have like you know? I know he's obviously young, but did he have like a little party issue? There was he, apparently he had a lot of party snap, issue. Snapchats yeah. at three or four in the morning of him, you know. Oh, oh snap yeah. stuff. So yo Instagram like hookah parties, you know just. General, like, oh, that's cool that you're doing this. You know, you have to wake up in like five <laughs> hours to go be a professional soccer player, right? But that's a difference. While Brandon Aronson was studying, you know, tape or whatnot, this mm-hmm. guy was out partying, and that's why Brandon is starting almost every game for us. And Derek got sent to Nashville. Brandon, no better place to <laughs> strike to me as a party bug than Tennessee. It also <laughs> kind of feels like every homegrown has, like, since Derek Jones has just surpassed him in talent mm. well, just because of the depth of this union system right now like yeah you're looking at everyone and at first it was like wow Derek Jones is the next big thing then you realize well shit we have like 10 of those down there so right. that makes him expendable and the good thing for the union is they hedge their bets if he flames out they got 175,000 for him now if he doesn't you got a 20% sell on fee out of MLS this team's operating like a good MLS team now. Almost. It's crazy like to think. <laughs> that I can't wake up from. I yeah. don't want to wake up from. It's simply wonderful. Yeah. Guys, I'm so I'm so sick. This is It's okay, man. <laughs> it's okay. L- Lucid Paul is the best Paul. <laughs> um, speaking of the team operating, good segue, thank you. Um John, I, I think we'd be doing a really bad job at pretending to be journalists or whatever if we didn't get your feelings on the union's initiative to reach out to the 
uh, Latinx community. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, I know it's like super early days in that they just kind of announced that that was a thing that they wanted to do, I don't know, like two weeks ago. Um, like, how are you feeling? Do you, like, what are you expecting out of this? What's well, are, you, are, are you referring to like our, our matches on Univision, uh, Mas? Yeah, Mas? Like, that's part of it for sure, but just, oh, like, you're just talking about it general. Yeah, in general. Well, well like, I think you've also seen from, you know, the team itself, the whole Cinco de Marco kind of thing, you know. They're, right, right. They're tailoring certain events to the community as a whole, and I think it's something that's much more evident now, given the fact mm-hmm. that there is a bit more presence on the team. So as someone who's tailoring their coverage and, you know, it, that's that's your base, man. Like, that's what you're going for. You know, you're kind of heading the movement forward, so... What are you liking so far out of? For I mean, for sure. I mean, just from talking to the union, they're definitely trying to make an effort. One of the main issues, and all of us on this podcast have dealt with, is just the relevance of the union in general. Um, You know, just Mm -hmm. the lack of winning. You know, the stadium location, whatnot. It just hasn't brought people out in general. Um, And the fact that the union, before you know, we had Ernie Stewart and all that, they weren't reaching out at all. Um, I think the Twitter account for the Spanish uh, union account wasn't, hasn't been touched since 2015. Um, but, you know, I personally have reached out to Sons of Ben. Um, uh, they, they've been absolutely great. Uh, President Matt Gensick has been, uh, Gensick has been great uh, just trying to do his part, uh, trying to reach out with Latinos in general. But like we mentioned, you know, we're on Unimas, uh, which is huge. You know, that's a great way to reach out to Latinos. DeMarco Fabian, Cinco DeMarco was great as well. But I think the more that we start winning, the more that, you know, the Latinos see beautiful uh, soccer on the pitch, it's going to attract them out more. Um, You know, we're still working on the culture there. I think that we still need to have a little bit more of a Latino flair. I've said that I want some, you know, chants in Spanish. You know, I'm part of Parceros United. I see what they're doing down in Atlanta. They're having, you know... Uh, Spanish chants throughout the game, and I want that here in Philly. Slowly but surely, we'll have that. Um, personally, I when I'm at matches, I always try to make them feel comfortable. If I see a Latino, I walk up to them, I introduce myself, and I thank them for coming out because you know they're contributing to what I want as a bigger picture for the union. So we're making small steps. Obviously, in the past ten years, we got lost in all that, but you know I think the page is turning with the union, reaching out to. Every community, you know, not just Latinos, but African-Americans, Asians and everything. And as well as winning on the pitch, which is the most right. important part. That's going to bring people out no matter what. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, bright future for sure. Do you think, like, is there anything in your head that you do you think contributed to the team maybe wanting to be more aware of the Latino community? Like, did... Did Marco Fabian help? Like, I mean, you know, obviously Alejandro Bedoya himself is, yeah. is Latino, so it wasn't like a new thing. Or, or do you think a part of it was maybe just, you know, the union or, or I guess maybe MLS as a whole looking at the, you know, TV ratings and the numbers for Liga MX or the, the Mexican national team and seeing how well they were doing and wanting to get in on that? I, I mean, I just think that, you know, especially with this uh, – this front office that we have now, like you can't ignore the Latino population. You go to the by the Italian market in South Philly, it's you have a huge Latino community. Right. You go to North Philly, you have a bunch of Puerto Ricans, Mexicans too. There's huge population of Latinos, and I just think for the union, it would be dumb not to get us on board with 
with this project here. So I think for the union, it's just a, it's just a smart idea in general. Right, right. I mean, that's kind of how the, like, the Sons of Ben started in self, in general, you know, just connecting with one another and be like, thanks for being part of this community. Like, let's go have wild fun down at the soccer Let's go stadium. do some soccer. And, yeah, right. Like, you know, it's the only good quality you're going to get around this area to begin with. Mm. Not to mention the fact that the way they're playing, not just not when they're just playing good, but in general, the, the product on the field is so much better than it's been in the past recent years. It's fun to watch, you know, like you can't not have fun at these games if you're surrounded by a bunch of people who are kind of on the same wavelength as you, you yeah. know, supporting the same cause. It just, and we it, saw and we saw Ernst Tanner go down into South America and get a player like Sergio Santos Gomes right. in Chile, and we stole yeah. him from Nicaxa. And, you know, yeah. being able to go into South America and get guys like that, you know, yeah. I'm – Proud Colombian. I remember when we had Carlos Valdez here. We had Roger yep. Torres, Mondragon, and all that. And unfortunately, after that Valdez deal, like we kind of just disconnected with Colombia. But it's good to see now that we're getting back to South America. Let's continue to do that. There's good talent that is affordable. So I want to continue seeing that from the union. Uh, I think it's one of the best untapped markets. That Well, yes. now you're seeing it in recent years, MLS 3.0, that the talent down there is – just, mm-hmm. You can't ignore it. You really can't because it, there's good value down there, and the resale value is unbelievable. Yeah. If we're uh, if we're name checking real quick, Fernando Aristigueta, please. Yes, from my, my, my son. Cali. Let's go. He's the Abra <laughs> My team in Colombia. We, we can just I, ignore Ernie Stewart's signings from down there. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's actually he's actually doing really good right now this year for America, and he's one of the big reasons why America has resurged back to one of the top powers in Colombia. I think they are in sixth place right now, so he's a huge part. I just think he definitely came at the wrong time to Philly, unfortunately. Oh, for sure. Oh man, that's amazing. <laughs> it's a great name out there. What a, what a world we live in. Come for the uh, come for the real discussion about reaching out to the Latino community. Stay for the Fernando Aristegueta updates. <laughs> <laughs> if you because you know you needed those. I'm sure, man. I really hope at least one person in their car, like Tuesday morning, is like, I wonder what Fernando Aristegueta is up to. Bro, have like, you oh, listened wait. to this podcast? Yeah. Oh, look at that! Yeah, if they weren't wondering, they're yeah. going to be wondering now. I, I listen. The vanity searches for him are probably through the roof this week, right? <laughs> I want to see a Google Trends of his name for this show drops it after <laughs> zero to five. Um, <laughs> guys, uh, the union did a thing, they and did. they I, listen. I was going to be really happy with a draw at BMO. Going to be honest, but man, a win—that's crazy. No cowards, Imagine. Evan. No cowards. I know. This team's I know. out for blood. Apparently. So, guys, let's get some overall. Justin, let's get some overall thoughts on that, on that Toronto win. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, I obviously I look at it and go, I think that was a very professional performance. Uh, like, I'm not sure it was this team's best work this season. Um, and I think that, like, especially in the first 20 minutes of the game, like, we looked lost. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just don't even know what that first 20 minutes of that game was. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a certain player that contributed to a lot of it, um, which Thank I'm you. sure we'll discuss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think overall, I mean, I think you have to, like, good teams win games that they shouldn't, right? And I think, like, not that the Union shouldn't have won this game. I think the last 60 or so minutes of this game, like, was pretty evenly matched and I think a two to one result was a pretty fair end end goal but I think for me like that just shows me the character of this team versus the character of a union team two three four years ago that would have easily lost this game four five six to one so I think it just speaks to the character of this team so I 100% agree with you like you just said like the first 20 minutes Toronto was you know dominating the game and they still stuck in there. They got the goal. But then Pozuelos got the equalizer. And after that, they still worked. Like, for 90 minutes, this, these guys worked. And that's such a positive. You know, they, they had the win in their mind the whole game. And I think that's so positive. Like you said, we ha- we didn't see that from previous Union teams. Mm-hmm. you got to be proud about that effort for 90 minutes for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, two big takeaways for me are the fact that Number one, defense wins championships. And <laughs> the Union have a defense, and Toronto doesn't. And that was the biggest oh. difference in that game. Because it's not like Toronto didn't have chances. It was just sure. that oh, they Jack, got Elliott, they got their Jack Elliott and Carlos snuffed them all out, essentially, yep. alone. Yeah, give credit to that brick wall over there, Jack Elliott. Uh Anything that came his way, um, it it was pretty ridiculous to see the positions he was getting himself into and just yeah. adjusting his body to block any chance. I mean, half the chances were just cleared away by him alone. He, he has to be like the most underrated player in the MLS right now. Honestly, dude, it's nuts. Yeah. It really is a four, fourth round super draft pick. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he's like guys British went to West Virginia, like. Yeah, I still think that's the strangest combination of how I how did I get to this point? Well, yeah. I'm from England, and I decided, you know, it'd be great for my education. Let's go to West Virginia. <laughs> oh, he learned something. Yeah, right. He learned something there. It wasn't it wasn't books or anything. <laughs> Not to mention, he's a beanstalk, so he would like yeah. easily stick out among that yeah. crowd. Yeah. <laughs> but look at him. I mean. Everything he does, positioning himself defensively in the box, it provides so much cover for Trusty to be aggressive. It yep. allows the wingbacks, it allow the wingbacks, the fullbacks to cover their position so much better on the outside. It's it, it is awesome to see. Jack Elliott is absolutely killing it this year. Speaking of fullbacks, Kai Wagner's crossing yep. ability. Yep. <sighs> yep. Um, Chuck, talk, so Chuck how, talk about your son. I like it, I don't have to do it anymore because everyone else is. But <laughs> yeah, uh, number one, that was not an own goal. Yeah, um, Rafa got a piece, right? Are you yeah. sure? I disagree. Actually, it, looks it like came Rafa off of his got knee. The last touch. I don't think so. It came off his knee. It came off of Inga's knee. But Justin, Justin, okay. what you're missing here is Rafa claimed it on Twitter. So. Fafa well, claimed it yeah, on Twitter. That was for Fafa, and yeah. that also makes it a Kai Wagner assist. So, 
Oh, to further push your narrative, Kai Wagner is the best left back in MLS. That was a goal by Fafa Pico. I mean, I don't think I really have to push that narrative too hard anymore. He's putting it up every game. Yeah, you, um, you really don't. He's it's incredible. Like, literally anyone you put on his side, they're just shut down. And that it was a it was a very interesting start for Toronto due to the fact that they didn't begin this game with Josie Altidore, which meant that you could almost ignore their forward playing up top to uh, have everyone just blocking Pozuelo, but... Uh, Hamilton's a bum. I'm sorry. He's he bum. really is. He's, he's a great super sub, but he's not a starter in this league. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I just... I think they didn't... I, I just don't think Toronto... They set themselves up to lose this game because if they attack if they were able to go into that attack in the first 20 or 30 minutes with Altidore and then you bring on Hamilton for some swinging and crosses later you know just like some garbage time balls and stuff I I don't I think they get the equalizer maybe just because of all the chances they were getting but they were the ones who had all the pressure on their home field this week and the union punched them in the throat that counterattack goal by Monte- Montero, oh my god. That was can, textbook. Can someone tell me, did Jonathan Osario even start this match? I barely <laughs> even I, heard his I, name I, in this match. I mean, he might as well have not have. <laughs> That's that. Both he, he and Marky Delgado yeah. were just, like, non-existent in central midfield for Toronto, which in is he, like... Which is very interesting because it's not like in the beginning of the game, the Union Central midfield did very much at all. Because um, <laughs> it wasn't until Brendan Aronson came on that the midfield yeah. was like, oh yeah, this is how we play soccer. <laughs> Who did he come on for? Yeah, yeah. Do we want, is that? I guess that's our segue. Uh, no, that's, totally that's not where I'm going to go yet. We don't want to no. go there. There's still a lot of good to talk about in this game. It's true. It's um, like Casper Shiboko's soft feet. Oh, hey. <laughs> Tell me all about those soft feet. Man. A big that man given should not be touch. able to move like that. No, they shouldn't. It's because he's an strikers, Polish strikers have like an attacking ability, but I feel like they're not that fast. Like, I don't know if you guys know, I'm a huge Napoli fan, and we have Akko Duzis Milik. The guy knows how to get the ball in the net, but I feel like he could be, like, maybe a little bit faster. And that's how I feel about Shabilko, too. He could be just a tad bit faster. But for what he offers in the air... Oh, yeah. He has chances, too, in this match. tactical, and, I mean, even, like, that one-two with, with, you know, Montiero, like... He got in space pretty well there, but I think his technical ability alone, when he was in the midfield, yeah. he turned yeah. away from net and made two guys miss to set up his own curling effort. Right. The technical yeah. ability far outweighs and, and the need I, I for think speed. Finds ways. I, I don't know oh, who yeah. said it on Twitter or if it was a, a broadcast thing even, but like just his ability to shoot is like a breath of fresh air, or his willingness to shoot, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and they're good. It's, and they're not... good testing chances. You know, yeah. like it's not yeah. just oh look, he's lining up for one, and you hit Barbara in row Q. You know, right. <laughs> you're making the goalie work for it. Yeah, I think he's just making it look easy, and I think that that is That's a fair. testament of a good striker. Like he 
he, he knows how to put the ball in a little bit of space right in front of him and then just put a hit on it. Like, and I think that that we, I don't remember anybody in the union who could have done that before. So I think that there is just, he's got an ability that I think we just haven't seen in Philly for, for probably ever. Yeah. I mean, at, at forward, we haven't had this. Um, yeah. At forward. It's definitely, it, it's also like looking at this, like massive props to the union scouting department for signing oh, him yes. injured on mm. a senior minimum roster salary because looking yeah. at everything that he has brought to the team um he should be making like at least quadruple what he's making right now <laughs> which will yeah. put the union over the cap so do it next year <laughs> I mean, Go I don't even know how long. I don't even know how long his contract is at this point. They might not have to do it next year. It was such an obscure move last season, but anyone no who's knows. ever played football, f- football manager or FIFA knows he's a freaking beast. Now, do we so, find him in Bundesliga too? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If Surprise. you had told me we found two studs from lower leagues in Germany, like I would have told you you're a liar. <laughs> yeah, I thought Ernst was being a little cocky when he was like, "Yeah, the third tier Bundesliga is better than USL," but like, to uh, grind. So, I mean, so far he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> Which, given the other things, he's that beating I- out Real. So there you go. I mean, if there you, you look, if you look at this team, you have Bundesliga two. Um, three. Um, the third division in Germany, the second division in France, um, and then ev- just everywhere else. Like that is some real scouting. Pink was was an FC Poly guy for a bit. Same Poly. Who's Fafa? Because yeah, he played with Fafa. Yeah, Fafa. Yeah, yeah. Came from the Cagliari Youth Academy too. Right. Right. Bedoya was all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Madunian was all over the place. Jamiro Montero was born out of a tornado. And that's why he's so fast. <laughs> Jamiro Montero was born out of uh, Mike's special juice from Space Jam. Man, you know, watching him, Mets fans are just getting madder and madder by the day. Yeah, I mean, they only have Noah Syndergaard, and they're probably really upset about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You meant the one with the Z who plays in France, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> How do you not know that you have an N'Golo Conte on your team, though? I don't know. I hate that. Well, the fans did. The team <laughs> just decided, eh, he's expendable. Your loss. Chuck, you Thank said you. it today. You put 11 Jumeirah Monteros on the field, and you win any game. Yeah, because he I kept... mean, he does everything you need him to do. He really does. We still haven't seen him play at the sixth role, and I think he can do that. Yeah. Oh, he would be a nuisance. Are you kidding me? Any through ball that go, anything that's trying to be line-breaking, he's like, I'm too fast for this. You're either going down, or I'm just running the opposite way with the ball. I, unless there's some signings this summer, he might um, start next year in the sixth role. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, de- definitely depends what they do with all this uh, this fun money they have going into all the summer. All that Jonesy they're getting. Mm, yeah, that's sweet Jonesy money. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Justin, are we clear to talk about it now? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah we can talk Mark, about uh, Marco Fabian should get off this team. Right. Um, so, That's a little strong. Can controversy. Whoa! You are. But yeah. you, you're a ten, correct? Uh-huh. That that's that's his position, right? Yes, yes. So, when, when he did not, when he com- was purchased, <laughs> he did not complete a pass in the attacking yeah. third of the field during this game against an awful back line. Even worse, he he's usually someone that at least attempts things. Um, yes. he tried five passes. And Could he still be hurt? Could that be it? I mean, I don't care. You can roll it into the box. Someone's <laughs> running onto it. There's, if you're on the field, a... you should be at least trying stuff. I mean, especially at such a demanding position. Like, there, there's just a lethargic nature about the way he's going about the 10 roll. Okay. And, okay. and, go ahead. No, no, no. Well, you're fine. Like, my, pro- my whole problem is that there is a child doing this better than you as a That's right. nearly 30-year-old man. Much cheaper. Much um, cheaper and just better. Oh, gosh. Not even a salary cap thing. It's just a, like, you're not as good as this child thing. <laughs> and, like, I don't understand how that doesn't piss Marco Fabian off in a good way. Yeah, if anything, this should be lighting a fire under his ass going, I am not about to get shown up by this kid who doesn't even know how to yeah. write in cursive. Like, like, it's not like... This it's is like, absurd. Thank you for that callback. Um, and it's not like it's just one week. It's been like a month where it's just like, Aronson is objectively Ooh. better on the field with this setup. This is his first game where he didn't take a shot. Is that a bad thing? I mean, he's overcorrecting. No, it's, a, it's a great thing because he averages five shots a game that go nowhere. I, I'm so, not ready to give. I'm not ready to give up on. Mark yeah, Fabian. are we, are we I'm not giving yeah, up? But um, he just deserves all the shit that he's getting right now because it, he's the highest paid player on the team by a long shot. Is his role on this team a better Il Senior? No, because Il Senior is at least fun to watch sometimes. It doesn't make as much money as Marco too. Mm, yeah. Like, Union fans would absolutely destroy the Union if we had a $3 million player sitting on the bench. Well, we might do. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Can I bring maybe just a little bit of realism to the situation? No, get out of here. Leave. Okay. No, what are you, we live in a fantasy <laughs> so, land. The dude got a red card a game and a half into the season. Wow. Then came back for what? A game? And then was injured or 60 minutes maybe and was injured and then didn't play the next four games or something like that. I just, I think that there's a reality. Like, I think about the middle of the season last year, a bunch of people were like, Dodge Call sucks. Dodge Call can't do anything. Dodge Call this. Dodge Call that. And about middle of the season, he started hitting his stride where he started assist, 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 assist. And everyone's like, oh, Dodge Call's actually a good player. I think that is a reality that, like, Fabian has not seen the field with this team. Like he's been, he was in for the first game and a half again with a very, very different team. And I just like, I think in this game and I'm not defending him saying he looked good in this game. He didn't, but I think in this game, like he was getting closer. There were just, there were passes here or there 
that were just not exactly where they were supposed to be. And if he had known exactly what the striker was going to do, had he known exactly what the player in front of him was going to do, like he might have been able to play a better pass. And I just, like, I think back to, and a friend said this to me a while ago, Tranquilo Barnetta was better than every union player on the field when he was here. And, like, there were passes that he would hit that any decent striker could have got on and put in the back of the net. But because we had sucky strikers who couldn't make a run, like, it made Barnetta look bad. But Barnetta was actually the player who was good in this situation. I think what's happening is this, as as Fabian plays with this team and figures out this team now that he is healthy, I think he's going to look better and better. Um, And I think he, like... His talent's still there. I think he's just had a couple bad games. But I still think Aronson should start for the moment. God damn it, Justin. We need something to complain about when this team is actually no, no. on a good run and you're just no, no, going no. through cold water on no, no. everything. No, no, no. no, no, no. Please like, complain about Fabian in this I... game because Fabian was awful in this game. And there's no excuse for how awful he was in this game. But I just don't want to sit here and be like, we don't need him anymore. I don't think that's true. I think there's going to be a moment in this season where Fabian rescues a game for us and everyone goes, oh, there's the Fabian we knew. I mean, at least no one's gone that far yet. Yeah. I mean, We're not counting our host here. He's only here just to keep this podcast steady. Justin, um, we are simply creating the adversity Marco Fabian needs to fire himself up for a beautiful July run. Like we've yeah, done with everybody else. Well, I mean, Real talk, all I wanted to do with this podcast is get my, my quote on a locker room. Um, and so just saying that Marco Fabian is bad and he should feel bad is going to do that. So we're, we're good. All right, then. Marco Fabian is the worst number 10 in the MLS. That's all. He did have one good game. He played good against FC Cincinnati when we were there. Yeah, he even got a goal Cincinnati. too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's when they were hot though. Like they came off the highs from the first home we, game at like thirty three thousand. Yeah, we on this podcast were very concerned going into that FC Cincinnati game. We were like breaking I was it down too. how they were going to attack. Yeah, it was. <laughs> They were no joke at the time, but good times. Um, good times. got a DUI. I mean, the up. good thing is we got both of our games with FC Cincinnati out of the way while they were still bad, and it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> More important, we got both of our Toronto games out of the way, and we won yes. one of them. Isn't yes. that wonderful? We don't have to see them all season long. Yeah. Now, Speak- there, unfortunately, are a couple of Eastern Conference teams that are starting to get, get together that we yeah. still have to see those teams. And there's a couple Western Conference teams that are getting it together. Yeah, the, that we the, West, the West doesn't matter. Yeah, this is MLS. Just when, the, just when your Eastern Conference game. <laughs> All right, and... so we just won't talk about Seattle. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, cool. they're a team. They'll play a game. <laughs> All right. Great. Good talk. I yeah, stops. I mean, I think there's other players that we've got to give props, though, in this game that we may have not talked about. I mean, I think Ray Gaddis had another outstanding performance that, like... Not too many people can get speared by Austin Trusty and still make a save. You're um. right. Exactly. <laughs> you know. You know. Um, I think... I mean, yeah, I think Carlos had another fantastic game and goal, too. So, I mean, I think we're we're hitting some good strides with a lot of players on the field. The depth at every position is absolutely crazy. Never see this in Union history. Nope. Never. 
like we wouldn't even had a second option to Fabian in some dreamland where this team had him like two years ago. <laughs> Would have been like, yeah, yep, Warren Craval at the ten, baby. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! Yeah. You got in this game too for like a minute or two. Also, um, one thing. As Bedoya can stay more and more to his side, he has been more and more effective. Mm-hmm. Mm. Guys, everyone we've ever bitched about on this show is just shutting us up at every single chance they get. I mean, please do. I'm so, I'm so proud of all Marco, of Marco, please show up against Seattle and score the winner. We will physically eat nothing more. <laughs> I won't just metaphorically eat crow. I'll do it. I'll find one. I'll kill it. I'll eat it. No, I want Fafo with another five-hole goal and then a little Sasachoke. Yeah. That's what I want. God, I need that in my life. It's so I love it. (laughs) Him him consistently scoring in MLS is so good for the dance community because he's just so good at it. You know what? Fafo honestly might be our Ryan Howard. We'll see in the summer, but he might be the guy who, like, gets hot, like, closer to playoffs and just starts scoring a bunch of goals like Ryan Howard at those homers in August. Such good times at Philly's sister. Oh, good times starter. right now. Like, everyone was so bummed about the Sixers. I'm like, guys, we have a summer of Phillies and Union both in first place right now. Come on. Yeah, that one still hurt a lot. We, we, You know what You know what that was? That was revenge for the double doink. We got quadruple doink. Yeah, I said, yeah, I said that. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. All, all the Bears fans were Raptors fans <laughs> today. <laughs> Granted, this team is doing super, Good. but we still have to give out this terrible award to one player in particular. I wonder if people are going to be shocked on who we give it to. I, Connor Casey, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, he's doing a terrible job leading this Colorado team, and um, yep. hashtag free Keegan Rosenberry. Um, <laughs> Sure. No, I, I think it's consensus here, and it comes from a place of we just want you to show us what you can do, man, because we you know you you've got it in you, you know? Like, take this. I, I love you, Marco Fabian. Do better. You get the golden Kinsesa this week. You do. I love Paul's probably NyQuil rid- riddle. <laughs> do better. Do better. Yeah, the golden Kinsesa this week goes to uh, Marco Fabio. I will ship it to your house with I, a bottle of NyQuil oh. so you can get a good night's sleep as well. Oh, what? wow. Oddly. Can, uh, all right. What? I'm I mean, I really, I really want Marco to pan out because I want some more Mexican players in Philly. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you guys consider Michael Orozco Vizcal a Mexican player, but, you know, I definitely would like to see more. Mexican internationals coming through Philly because, like I said, we have a huge, you know, Mexican community in Philly, right. and that definitely attracts them. They definitely are going to keep an eye on the union, you know, if they have a Mexican flair on there. Maybe not come out to matches, but they'll keep an eye out. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. So are you saying oh, San Chicharito? Yes. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> shit! Cats out the bag. Well, and, and like I think the other really cool thing is we're starting to see more Liga MX bleed over in the MLS. Like, Matias Almedia is, is, you know, the coach of the San Jose Earthquakes now, which is, like, a really cool, interesting thing to see where that's going. Like, I, I don't know. 
Now, if we can win CCL, that would be great. <laughs> that would be great, but you know, I mean, I'm just glad that the impact didn't do it before everybody else. So, heck, I would even take this uh this uh NIT tournament that they're creating for uh for that. Oh, right. like a Euro League or yeah. yeah, if we could win one of those, that'd be great too. We could do that. Actually, yeah, you know what? Be a trophy. As Uni fans, we have to focus on Open Cup. We have to get one at yeah, least. Yeah, can we finally win that thing? Oh, Damn. This mean, team that, is far too deep. For CCL. Yeah, yeah. This, this team is far too deep to not go to the go finals far. again. I mean, so my question in that would be like, do you want the Open Cup or do you want the MLS Cup? Well, I only think one is possible. Please exercise my team. I'll tell you one thing. Now with the new playoff rule, home I would so curious to see how home field would be if we get home field in Philadelphia because I think that that's going to be such a game changer. If we get the number one seed, we have absolute home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I like our chances in MLS Cup. I mean, but, you know, we'll see for sure. But that definitely changes the game. I think the Open Cup does merit some importance just because you have so many you have so many pieces on this team that do need to get minutes somehow and mm. Bethlehem is only so challenging for a player especially when they're young and trying to develop mm. give them these competitive chances to show you what they can do or just show the other MLS teams what they can do and then send us a bunch of fake money for these players so we can just <laughs> sign even better players it doesn't really matter the Union are so freaking deep this year that both cups are not out of the question. I'm not saying we're going for a double. I'm saying we will get far in both competitions should we continue to operate the way this team's operating right now. I think the, the highest praise you can give the Union at the very least, or at least the highest praise that I think you can hear from an opposing fan base, is that they're a really tough out. Yeah. Like I think, I think in the last couple of years, if Pozuelo gets that equalizer, it's kind of the backbreaker. Yeah, this now it's just like, like, all right, all right, you're in the game though. You better be ready for, you better be ready for a wave because it's it not even and, just and the high press anymore. It's the counter attack. Nice, it comes in waves. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the stability to endure the pressure and then just right. be like, here we go. I'd be interesting to see if the um, conditioning regime or, or plan has changed up at all. These guys have confidence too. Like, and I mean, I don't think that without confidence they come, you know, stay in the game against Toronto and then steal the win, you know, in the last thirty minutes of the match. There's a confidence with these guys, and it's not arrogance either, because these mm-hmm. guys work their asses off. It's, mm-hmm. This is this is a Philly team. This is a Philly team for sure. Anyone else with uh, with final thoughts? Toronto, you I suck. Just, I just can't believe oh, yeah. the Rapids yeah. only have two points. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Are the Wait, what? Yeah. I'm like, Rapids, I'm, I'm like looking at MLS three? standings, and I literally cannot believe what I'm looking at. You know, like, this is all such this crap about the Howard. West being better than the East, and right They're now I'm seeing. Um, Portland, SKC, and the Rapids all at 10 or below. No East team is below 11. Yep. It's 
Tim Howard is going to have the worst retirement party of any professional soccer player's career. Nah, he'll just hang out in Nashville and break another guitar. I mean, Dude, they, Zach McMath is just going to walk in and shuttle him out. Oh my God, Zach McMath! I forgot he was there. Where's Zach McMath, y'all? Well, he's not there anymore. He's not oh. there anymore. Where's um, he at now? He is. I'm pretty sure. That's right. Zach. He did. He moved a couple. Yeah. Hey man, great hair. Great hair stays in MLS. He was our third goalie, right? It was after Mondragon. He is now in Vancouver. Mm, yes. That's Vancouver? right. Vancouver? Vancouver. Yeah. Interesting. Sad state of so, affairs still for that a backup dude. keeper, unfortunately. Yep. Free him. Yeah, he got it. He we should pull McCarthy. We have a... He should pull McCarthy and go because to USL and rip up in USL. Both of them can start in MLS. Like, some of these keepers that we've seen play this year, um, Cody Cropper. Yeah. Yep. That's the one. Um, they could Evan both Bush. be starting over. Evan Bush has been pretty damn good most of the yeah. season, just not against the Union. Nah. Man. I'll did always you hold know, against him. Did you know that McCarthy game. has an 85% safe uh, percentage right now in good USL? That's he's fucking made, absurd. He's made 29 saves and given up four goals. He's been lights out. It's really Private pleasant. University. Big John McCarthy. Anyway. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to Views from the Bridge. Uh, give us a follow. <laughs> FTB Pop. I didn't screw it up this week again because, well, it's uh, uh, not that hard, Paul. We Thought. still haven't talked about Seattle one bit. Uh, I know, but y'all didn't want to do it because the West doesn't matter. The, the West no, doesn't. No one we're... said they don't want to do it. We just weren't doing it yet. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Your I, next I... game, the Philadelphia Union play the Seattle Sounders on May 18th. Uh, I don't know what to expect out of this one, to be honest. Well, luckily, um, Seattle has a game against Orlando on Wednesday, May 15th. Oh, Thank you, MLS Scott. Wow. Man. Is that in Orlando? Um, I think it's in Seattle. Wait, Ooh, hold on. Hold on. Yes, it's in Seattle. It's cool. just the way MLS lines Red their games eye. compared to Europe um, really irks me. Yeah, it's a little strange. Unless it works out for your team, in which case <laughs> you light an extra candle for them at church. No, I just mean the order <laughs> of the home and away teams. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I got you on that one. Um, all right, so it's Seattle on short rest. We'll have to see how they do against Orlando, who can be decently physical and they want to be. Yeah, who are they going to rest to? Right. Yeah, right. definitely. I mean, I would expect them to rest Rui Diaz for sure. Yep. Can you imagine a really good team resting their players to come to Philadelphia? Like, that's that's the goal, is <laughs> you better have your best squad rolling out against yes. the Philadelphia Union team on the road. Not even like, no, do it in front of your home fans and piss off the Orlando fan base some more, which is one of my favorite things to do because, <laughs> man, they are fiery down there. They but, are. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see it. Wednesday will absolutely set the tone for what we can expect, and on super short rest, they better be sharp. Otherwise, I don't care how good the Seattle team is, Philly at home, they're no joke. The Union are turning talent into a fortress. So yep. at this point, any team coming in on short rest, especially Seattle that has four points on the road this season. I, uh, five points, sorry. I can't do math tonight. 
Um, <laughs> it's very late. I they are already at a disadvantage. Um, Ladero is going to get the same treatment that Pozuelo got yeah. f- yep. for Toronto. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be up to whoever plays in the forward line for Seattle. And Jordan Morris is going to be non-existent because they're going to be in Kai Wagner's pocket. Right. Mm. Yes. But, you know, so, yeah. you know, I will say great bounce back by Jordan Morris this season after yeah, yeah. the injuries he's been dealing with. I I want him to keep it up besides this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy for the kid because, you know, it, when he made the whole decision to – go to the draft and just be like, no, nah, I'm just going to sign this pro contract. I already I know I'm good my enough. Dad's and, team. Yeah. yeah, just, you know, it was very ballsy on his <laughs> on his behalf, but mm-hmm. to see him killing it again is very good just because we obviously care about our, our national team a decent amount, but yeah, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough for him this week. And guys, did you see that roll dongle against Houston? That was on oh, everywhere. It is beautiful. As we he say, only, Columbia get crack, get crack. He only scores stunners, man. Yeah. I mean, he was feeling himself after getting his red car rescinded. Yeah. Back to back game, back to back match. Cool. I can like, get oh, away I with can, anything. I'm like Slotin's little brother. <laughs> Guys, do you believe there's an MLS-wide petition to ban Zlatan because he will just simply never get suspended for anything he does? Uh, no. What? Like, guys. He's a good villain, in my opinion. We need Yeah, MLS needs villains. We need personalities. He's like the Waluigi of MLS. I mean, I look mean, at this guy. I was going to go with Bowser. Oh, no, but Fabio he looks more like Waluigi. <laughs> I think I think it is good for the league just because there's that one constant that you can always oh grr, I hate having to play that galaxy team with that evil man Zlatan. But and then every time the galaxy are on the road, it's you know the Zlatan fans come out. You saw here in Philly. I think Vancouver, when they played Vancouver, half the uh, stadium was just full of Zlatan fans. and It just gets a little annoying sometimes. But, you know. If it's what the league needs, man, I'll take it for True. a little bit. Anyway, I think the Union win the Seattle game 3-1. to one. <sighs> Man, really? Yeah, 3-1. to one. I don't I'll, know. Okay. I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. I'm feeling draw here too. We're due for one, especially against this quality team. I think I'll call it two-one win. Uh, one-one draw. I'll I'll join Justin in a two-one win, but I do think it relies on how hard of a test Orlando is. Because I mean, you know, with Orlando having to travel across the country, they could maybe be a bit of a rollover for Seattle. Um, but if that game's close in the 60th minute, I think it'll benefit the Union. Actually, who's Orlando's other game against? It'd be nice to know if Orlando would rather rest their guys against Seattle. Orlando's than... playing FC Cincinnati. They're playing their guys against Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're going balls to the wall for this game. Good. Yay, Philadelphia. 
One thing I will say, um, sure. there's absolute no excuse for fans not to come out this match. I don't know if anyone heard, but the union announced a new bus shuttle that they're doing from the corner of Broad and Patterson. So I don't want to hear any more excuses about, you know, the inconvenience of going down to Chester. We have a freaking stop next to the Wells Fargo Center and Citizens Bank. Guys, oh, come you mean out. That, you mean that spot where everyone loves to get drunk at for any other Philly sports <laughs> venue? Now can pick you Crazy up. Crazy concept, the right? Oh, man, I don't know. That seems like a bit of an effort. <laughs> the same way you go Spare to it. Sixers, Eagles, Flyers, Phillies. You can do the same thing to, to get to the Union game. It's Times are changing. We're winning, and now we have convenient transportation. Imagine. And Imagine. for those who are saying $15 is too much money for there and back, go ahead and try to get an Uber from that same spot. Exactly. <laughs> and if you <laughs> want to drive, steal. that DUI is going to be way more money. Trust me. <laughs> you do not you want can to ask take the shuttle. <laughs> Ask Fernando Adi. We, oh, we do not condone drinking and driving on this podcast. We don't. And no, driving do 100 miles an hour. No, we do not. <laughs> on that note, uh, we have one yeah. fan question. We, oh, go for it. Do we? Oh my god, who's the fan? Is it yes. the weekly question? Uh, it is. Actually, surprisingly, we finally didn't get asked one. Um <sighs> Which is unfortunate, because I'd love to predict another one properly. I don't want to. But, um, (laughs) from Chap. Yeah. Oh, Chap. Gotcha. How is the hand to Trusty's face in stoppage time not a red card? Because... Indeed, earned a flagrant one, um, for doing less. Yeah. I like that. Because apparently hands to the face are no longer a red card in MLS. Even though it's the one thing that MLS has consistently said... It's a red card because yeah. even if you're just joking, it's still a red card. And hey, were you going to push that guy in the chest? Missed, got him in the face, red card. And it's really annoying as well because since a yellow was given there, it right. can't get reviewed by Disco. Yeah. Yeah, okay. like if you thought it was bad enough to dish out a card in general, would the law of nature be, wait, that was hands to the face. I'm reaching for the wrong card. There it is. Red card. <laughs> it's a red card. <laughs> it's unfortunate. And the and the and the Toronto announcers were like, "Oh, I didn't see much in that." I'm like, mm, "It's very I mean, clear what he did." Yeah, he was my, a petulant child and deserved to pay for it. My favorite was Greg Vanny's. Uh, why is he holding the ball anyway? <laughs> um, oh yeah, that was very bars. audible in the um, broadcast. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, that was on UTSN. TSN. Oh my god. Please spare me. Give me JP and Tommy every week. Actually, uh, d- what's I actually it, uh, don't Dave mind Leno? TSN compared to a lot of other broadcasts. Yeah. 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 Dave yeah, Leno Dave, also did an awesome job. Dave Leno is uh, A, a wonderful human being, I'm biased, and B, uh, a very good play-by-play. Not yeah, a fan absolutely. of Atlanta's broadcasting team, to be honest with you guys, from what I heard. Really? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You'd think they'd invest in a good team. They, I forget his name. They had one guy who actually played in the MLS, but he just like comes off as an arrogant prick. No offense. Oh, you're thinking of Alexi Lawless. <laughs> <laughs> well, Common mistake. Common mistake. 
Yo, Tim Howard's going to be a great commentator when they give him a Viking funeral midway through the season. I can't wait season. for Brad Friedel to show up on my TV next week, guys. What is he going to do? That's, I'm uh, curious about that. He can't show his face in MLS for another come back. couple months. I think he needs to go back to England. Be an assistant coach somewhere. I don't know. Just to disappear. <laughs> Just be the goalkeeper for the U.S. something team. You He'll be the backup goalkeeper for Arsenal. Oh, shit. Did we, uh, did we get all of our pot shots in? Does anyone else have anything? Uh, Manchester City should be banned from the Champions League next year. But that's all. Uh, you're that's all. I, I'm, a, I'm a happy person tonight, so my only shot was at Marco Fabian. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm I think I'm good. Cool, cool. John, Justin, anything? Nope. All right. Build out the Union are in first place in the Spurs are in the Champions League finals, so Oof. I'm a happy soccer fan. Union are in first place. Uh, I actually found out today we are a month away to Copa America, so I'm ecstatic about that. There you go. Uh, shout out to the parceros down in Atlanta. Parcero Danny, Parcero Ram, Parcero Pancake, Parcero Annie, and down in Orlando, Parcero Nico. I got to shout out all these guys. So I'm going to change my Twitter name to Paul Cero. <laughs> just just for copa just to keep no, it Paul, what we definitely have to do is next match we're at together we're gonna take a picture of you with the barcelo sombrero actually let's stop let's i will stop. wear any hat you give me let's that see. seems dangerous that's awesome yes all right well oh, hell yeah that's it's gonna happen hold. i guess sign me the hell up <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so I'll, message you, I'll message you for Seattle. We'll get some. For sure. Gotcha. Rapid happenings here. Rapid happenings. Anyway, uh, I guess I'll do it now. Hey, uh, thanks for listening to Views from the Bridge, everybody. Uh, Thank at you so much. Thanks, guys. If, uh, if you want to follow that John over there, definitely check out our boy John uh, at El Parcero Philly um, for just, you know, good vibes, if nothing else. Always, always. A little positivity in your day. It'll, it won't hurt you. Promise. Seriously, with all the negadelphia going on here, you need some parcero in your life. Yeah, shout I'm out. Sorry, Jeff. I can't roll my R's, so I can't. It's alright. It's alright. So okay, just add you. D's before them, and it can make it seem like you are. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm not about to try on camera. I'm really not. That's alright. We'll just wait two minutes, tell you that we're not recording, and then have you do it in recording. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, John, man, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. You guys are awesome, for sure. Take care, everybody. We'll uh, we'll talk to you after we maybe beat Seattle. Maybe. Yes. Yes, 100%. Thanks for listening to another episode of Views from the Bridge, a Philadelphia Union podcast. We can keep doing this through the help of our sponsors. The first, Roughneck Scarves. Roughneck Scarves is the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. The other, Golden Goal Press. Golden Goal Press is the best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Go check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Thanks to our network of soccer podcasts, the Beautiful Game Network. For your soccer news, opinions, and content, visit us at bgn.fm. Lastly, you can find us at VFTB Pod on the Twitter and BGN 
anchor.fm slash views from the bridge with hyphens on the web. You can also find us wherever you consume your podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Go hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Thank you so much.